0: Keep and give you praise. We thank you because you are such a wonderful and a loving Father. We release ourselves even as we are prayed unto you. We commit our mind into your hands right now. Our spirit into your hands. We demand for the enlightenment God of glory of our spirit. The power of comprehension. We release it. That God our ears might be open to hear your voice. Nothing else but your voice Father. Let your word be engrafted in our hearts. So that Father we will leave it out at the end of the day because that is what you desire. That when people come to your feet, oh God, of great to learn, your words be engrafted into their heart and they will leave it out. Give us the grace to do so, Lord. In Jesus' precious name, we we'll pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Once again, I salute your courage and your encouragement in all ways as far as. Of the Word of God is concerned. We are progressing. And I'm sure you're also been blessed by this study because it is an enlightening, something that has to enlighten your mind into some of the things that you do not know before now. And I pray that you take them serious and go back and revise some of these things so that they can become part of you, that you can only speak about them when the need arises. Praise the Lord. All right. We are continuing with our study, and this is part 19. So far, in the general study, but I think it's number four on Lazarus and the rich man. Am I right? Yeah. This should be number four or part four on the story of Lazarus and the rich man. And the general topic we are considering is what should we believe? Total annihilation, eternal torment, or total reconciliation? And the Lord is enlightening us as to what this should be. And we thank God for His grace. Today we'll be dealing with the final part of this particular story. Which so many of us have uh, taken to mean fruits. In that sense. But from accurate study of the word from chapter 15 to 16 of the book of Luke. We realize that Jesus was dealing with parables. And we are going to go to find out what Ezali was talking about. Today we'll be dealing with verses uh, 27 down to uh, 31 of Luke chapter 16. So can we please turn over there? Luke 16, Um, we're going to look at verse 27 first. Your subheading is the rich man, Lazarus, the five brothers. Uh, It's an interesting thing for you to find out later who the five brothers are. It's a beautiful thing, Amen. Verse twenty-seven of Luke sixteen. What did he say? I said. Then he said, "I pray thee, dear Father." You know, last week we dealt with the issue of the gulf that is fixed. Can you remember that? Verse twenty-six. The gulf was fixed, and we said that is actually, aha, orientation, thinking, comprehension. When you don't think like the other man, you are separated. The Jews feel that it is not possible For the Gentiles to believe God And to become part of God's kingdom Amen So there was a big gulf that was fixed Because the understanding of the Gentiles Became different since Abraham was the father of all nations And that was strange to the Jews They couldn't comprehend it They couldn't believe it Hallelujah Now we are dealing with verse 27 Remember when he said that A great gulf was fixed It was because there was a request by the rich man For Lazarus to cross over to give him water. Can you remember that? And we said last week that water actually speaks about salvation. Out of the Abelisha flow rivers of living water. Amen. Finger speaks of the power of God. If I cast a devil with the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come unto you. This is as simple. Amen. Okay, now we want to deal with the other aspect. there's another request that this man Made, outside of the issue of water When he made the request for water, Abraham Said, they said, go fix, okay Now he made another request in this case Okay, you are going to send, you know Lazarus to do something else So let's begin to find out what he said again Another request, number two Then he said, I praise it dear For father, that Thou should send him To my father's house, that is Lazarus, okay now I want us to be breaking this thing down. So, uh, if maybe let us just read the whole verse verses here before we begin to speak. Now, verse twenty-eight. For our five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets; let them hear them. And he said, Nay, father Abraham, but if one who went off, I mean, from the dead they will do what? Repent. So the issue of repentance. The issue is that of repentance. Verse 31. And he said unto him, if they hear not Moses and the prophet, neither will they be persuaded though one shall rise from the dead. Very very good. Now, it's like when you look at this picture, every request that this man made was turned down. That is because the Lord expected him to have known. Praise the living God. Okay, let us begin to deal with them bit by bit. Verse 27, the first thing we find there is my father's house. And for those of us in this study here, I think that is child's play. We know what the father's house really means, isn't it? Praise the Lord. And now for the sake of those listening to the text, let us do one or two explanations. As we continue our meditation on the rich man and Lazarus, we come down to verse 27 We are the rich man which we already know to be Judah, the Jews making another request asking Father Abraham to send Lazarus to his father's house. I've already said this How many of you understand that Abraham was not a Jew? You know that? Praise the living God. Now how many of you understand that uh, the last son of Jacob was not given back to him by Jacob. what was the last one is that Reuben? what was the last son? Benjamin. Benjamin was not given back to Jacob Benjamin is not the son of Jacob He's The son of Israel did you understand that it was after he changed that's when he gave back to Benjamin so Benjamin is not the son of Jacob praise God is it clear to us it's you a know, simple thing, and they have implications, we don't know. They have real implications. We don't know. It was when his name was changed from a conniver and a thief. That is when he gave birth to Benjamin. He became the child of my right hand. Did you get that? And that is why the father crossed his hand when he was praying. He was a new species. From the rest of the children. Say amen if you follow what I said. Okay. So next time say Benjamin is not the son of Jacob. What then is the father's house? For those who use this passage to teach. The eternal promise uh, doctrine. I don't think they are mindful of verses like that. For I mean like this. For no one has been able to identify what the father's house really means. Amen. You know when they preach Jesus as talk, Everybody talks about the water, the fire the burns Nobody talks about the Father's house Nobody talks about the request That this man even made The request talked at the issue of water Just to show you how hopeless hell is Praise the living God You follow that? Okay Now so what they are telling is the Father's house Hallelujah We say scripturally speaking To talk of the Father's house is to talk about a person's relations. Amen? The relatives of a person make up his his for father's house. And so we can see that Abraham was asked to leave his father's house in Genesis twelve verse 1. Say, come out of that father's house and of that kindred into the land that I will show you. He wasn't talking about the building. He was saying, get out of your relations. And because he was very mindful of the relations, he took lots. He became a problem. Praise the living God. Okay. Which means he should leave his relations and move on to where the Lord will show him. Now in Genesis 46 verse 31, Joseph spoke of his father's house in Egypt. Talking of his relations who went to him when the famine was in the land. Amen? If you look at that, you're going to find it. We are told how the father's house came to him in Egypt. So we do know that Joseph did not carry trailers and, you know, low loaders and then he carried some building from Palestine to Egypt. There was nothing like that. The relationship really went to Joseph in Egypt and that was the father's house. Amen. Praise the living God. Okay. In Joshua chapter 2 verse 1, chapter ten, eighteen, 18 and then uh, 625, we have Rahab's father's house. Rahab had a father's house. Can you remember that? We are told Rahab's father's house was saved. It was only the that was saved. The relations of Rahab, they were all delivered from the destruction that came to Jericho. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. In the book of 1 Samuel chapter 22 verse 1, when King David went to hide in the cave of Abdullam, we are told his father's house went to meet him there. That is his relations. Can you remember that? His relations went, but this record says his father's house went to him. So father's house doesn't mean a building, it means a people. Praise the Lord. So conclusively, the father's house of the rich man, then in Luke Civil 27 must be what? His relations. God. So it's said, send to my father's house. So what he was requesting is go talk to my relations. And so the next verse is going to number the kind of people in his father's house. You just see the connection now. Now look at verse 28. Verse 28 now says, For I have five brethren. Are you seeing that? Send love also to my father's house, for I have five brethren. That means he has five relations. Are you following this? Okay. Now this is what is going to get you very really exciting. We are not going to locate these five brethren of his. Why is it that there are only five? Why did there not fall? Not twenty, but five. This Judah of man knew how many people are in his father's house. He didn't make any mistake about them. Hallelujah. <laughs> I don't want to break, break too far, but we are going to follow it gradually. Let's look at the outline then. And so in verse 28 we are told For I have five brethren That we may testify unto them Lest they also come into this place of torment Now they tell us that the five brethren Are in the father's house Which are what? His relations So to the average Christian Who will not have time to seek for truth? Who are these five brothers of this rich man? four not two five very specific it's very important we shall find out hallelujah now why are they five not more or less this must be a puzzle to them and sure they do not even bother to preach on this now if this figure is to be seen spiritually we find that the five brothers are the fivefold gift of the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teachers. We can be found in the body of Christ, which is also the lost Father's house. Hallelujah. I'm trying to make you something. I'm just trying to give you something on the spiritual platform. The church, according to John 14, verse 2, you know, Jesus also had the Father's house. Amen? Now, what I'm trying to make you understand here is this. If one to spiritualize it, some brethren have done. And it's okay. I, I, I agree with them because apart from taking the parable they can bring it into the spiritual application how it can affect you. Okay? Some brethren have done this and I believe it. Now the five-fold ministry also stands for the five brethren in the Father's house. Because these are the five-fold ministry that God has sent forth to build the body of Christ. And the five-fold ministry because they have forgotten they are doing their own thing. Therefore, they need to be preached to. Hello? If you see pastors today doing the work of evangelists and evangelists doing the work of a pastor, you see the work of the prophet doing the work of an apostle, you know, there's a kind of confusion. Hallelujah. You understand what I'm saying? We do not know our limit. We do not know our boundaries. We do not know where we ought to stop we need to be preached to, lest we get into torment. All the fallen ministry in the body of Christ need somebody to preach to them. They are good at preaching to people, but they need to be preached to, because we have come to become too big in our head. Now we don't even know our limitations. We don't know where God wants us to stop. We don't even understand what He wants us to do at a particular time. And because we follow the trend of things, we don't hear from God. The truth of the matter is the apostle and prophet Are supposed to be the guiding light Of the body of Christ Because God gives them revelations That the other people never receive And they have to come with this revelation And build the body And the body takes it and begin to grow Into the fullness of the start of the nature of Christ But today you find those Who are called as apostles Trying to do the work of the evangelist And eventually do the work of the prophet Those say and God never said because that will bring in people and bring in money. Are you sitting there with me? And so they need to be preached. So if at the end of the day, the scripture is so clear, go away for me, ye workers of what? Iniquity. God will help us. It is dangerous to do the work of the five foot ministry. I just want to tell you this because every careless mistake you make, you are going to be held responsible. Hallelujah. That is why we should pray for grace. It's important. Now, let's move on. Now, we say for we do know that when Jesus was talking of the Father's house in John 14, 2, he was talking of those that shall be bettered into the kingdom after his death and resurrection. In fact, he made all those that we believe in him through the gospel. Now, the rich man is that in that sense is the religious hypocrite who are ever. Learning are never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Second Timothy chapter three, verse seven. The Bible talks about the group of people that would be ever learning. Count the seminars we hold as Christians. Seminars, workshop, Sem- come, quit. ever learning, but we are never, never. We are still very far from the truth. Very far. We pay money, we go free, but we are still there because it's the same thing just modified in a different pattern. Hallelujah! There is nothing the actually fresh in most of the things we do. That is why he discovered that when some people call for conferences today, somebody will say, "Who is coming?" Saying, oh, "I was there last year. It's the same thing." Have you noticed that? I know there used to be one prayer conference in our big auditorium over there. One man used to come with some books. Like that. One year he came and looked at the book, wonderful. I said, That's okay. He okay, When well, the guy was coming, and asked Brother, how about that? He uh, said, Now, nah, the same book, now you go produce. <laughs> so there's nothing fresh. It's the same thing, and that is the truth. Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm talking about now? Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Go to their school of theology is the same thing. Amen. Amen. Very unfortunate. Now, this is the same group of people who will perform all the signs and wonders without the Lord sending them. And at the end it is depart from me, yet I walk what? Iniquity. Matthew seven, twenty two to twenty three. What did he say? It tells us says, so we come and the Lord and Father, I did the signs and wonders in your name. He says, Yes, you did. But just go away, very good. Go away for me. Because I never knew you. You waters of iniquity. When you say, I never knew you, it means I never had any relationship with you. And it's a terrible thing for you to be a prophet or an apostle to walk without having a relationship with Jesus Christ. But yet you can see signs and wonders. Hallelujah. Because the gift of God are without what? Repentance. Now when you say workers of iniquity, it means lawlessness What does it mean to be lawless It's to do the thing that the law Has never asked you to do Now find out the things we do In the body of Christ The crusade organized I, I love a brother The brother that said he was going to come to us He said oh, he's still, still praying fervently He wants to hear The very time that God wants him To come The very time because you, you can't, you see, doing a thing out of timing is a problem already. Hallelujah. Let me see us put up crusade, put up all kind of programs, whether God is asking us to do it or not, we just have to go. Sometimes we put them together so that other people may have opportunity to attend the other people's program. And so when we know when the program is coming, so we put our own there. So we have to announce church. Nobody should be able to go there because we have a program here. The bottom line you want to conserve what you have. I'm sorry. That which is not your own would never be your own. No matter the number of programs you are putting together, they will escape. Do you follow what I'm talking about? They will escape. All you need to do to keep the people in a place is to give them the true grass. They are sheep now. Let them feed. When they are feeding, where well, they won't go out. Do you understand what I'm talking about? You don't need to. Do I need to bother you? If you want to be going to the moon for crusade, I have no problem with you. Where you go, you will still come back, because over so there you will see green grass. It's dry one. Praise the living God. I mean that's the truth. You don't have no cause to be afraid. My sheep hear my voice. So anybody who can't hear you and believe you, it's not your sheep. You don't need to bother because God kill yourself and doing hour program fasting every day because you want to do program. Instead of fasting to glorify God and get revelations, you fasting to keep some people in a place. Do I have grace for that? Mm-ba. Hallelujah! Are you still there? Okay, go away from me here. That walk iniquity now. In other words, they operated without law, they were lawless, doing things outside the will of the anointing that was even in their life because every calling is an anointing. Do you understand that? Every calling is an anointing and there is a grace that goes with it. There is a grace that goes with it. How many programs have we ever had in this in this place? Think about it. I don't know how to do these things. And I'm not calling we don't have enough energy for all the 21 days or 31 days in the month program. I remember when you were over there, how many programs you were putting up, what happened? Hallelujah. Are you still following what I'm saying? You see, there are certain things that are not necessary. If God said go on, you go on. I don't buy intercessory prayers. When you want to put up your program once in a while, you put it up. We get results. But it's not a regular affair. I say because somebody is doing that, you want to put up your own and bring all the people. You're just wasting your time. God will not be in your midst. You are going as if, I mean, you can do the deliverance on your own. But Moses said, let me go with me. I'm not going let your glory not depart from me. We don't know the Holy Spirit from me. We should be praying such prayers. Hallelujah. Because there are certain things we do, the Holy Spirit will not be there. And that is why I say, ah, the Spirit is not moving. How can you move when it's not there? And so the next thing you touch the emotion of the people and they begin to shout, say, hey, yeah, the Holy Ghost is here. It's not there. It's somebody crying for me? So soul. Hallelujah. God will help us. This is a problem with pastors. I'm speaking to myself, not just you i has not come to your turn yet. Hallelujah. Now, if we must address the issue before us. We are going back now. I just gave you the spiritual aspect. We are going to the physical aspect. We are going to the issue of the real rich man. Okay? If we must address the issue before us. Who are the five brethren of the rich man? The answer is simply found in Genesis 29 From verse 31 to 35 30, 17 to 25 If you read that place This is what you are going to find You are going to find here That Leah gave birth to six children for Jacob Among whom are Reuben Simeon Levi Judah Issachar and the only girl among them was Dinah. Now, remove Judah, who we are dealing with? How many people do you have left? Very good. These are the five brothers. Praise the living God. And you see, these two people, for instance, Judah and Levi, were specifically picked by God. Judah to produce that is why Jesus came from the lineage of Judah. Levi had to produce the priesthood. That's why he had the Levitical priesthood. So it was a family that was properly endowed in the economy of the political system of Israel. Are you listening to this? So God was holding them very responsible because they were the people that were in charge of Israel. He wanted to talk of the priesthood was to produce a king. Levi was to produce a priesthood. So out of Levi, in fact, when you look at the book of Leviticus, it's speaking of the Lord with the priesthood supposed to be operating in Israel. Leviticus comes from the word Levi. Are you seeing what I'm talking about? So if you want to deal with priesthood, you come to Levi. If want to deal with kingship, you come to Judah. You see that? So they were the that held Israel together politically and religiously. These are the people. Hallelujah. Are you still there with me? So these are the five brethren. He wasn't just talking theory. Jesus knew what he was talking about. He understood the people he was addressing. And the people he was addressing, they knew what he was talking about. Praise the living God. Are you there? Amen. Amen. So you have Reuben, you have Simeon, you have Levi, you have Judah, you have Issachar, you have Zebulon, and the only girl we said is who? Diana. And it was Judah who said he had five brethren. And these were simply Reuben, Simeon, Issachar, and who? Zebulon. Praise the living God. Now it is plain to us now, I mean is it plain to us now, that the five brethren of the rich man, We're not figurative, but the other souls of Jacob born to him by who? By Leah. Do you understand that? You know he had two wives, Leah and who? And Rachel. Praise the living God. Alright. So these are the issues. This is what we are dealing with. This is what Jesus was dealing with. We talk about the five brethren. Of Judah. Okay. Are we following? Now this is the desire of Judah representing the religious order of Israel for not that it was from the tribe of Levi that we have the Levitical priesthood but here was a cry of their brother Judah from whose tribe Jesus came and was rejected telling them to change their mind about Jesus' tribe which is Lazarus to avoid the terrible experiences the Jewish people were passing through instead of just being religiously blinded, for me put it that way are you following this picture now Jesus came from the tribe of Judah and he was rejected are you following it if you talk a valley, it becomes litter, you talk a tree, the days of my brother, I'll be like pantry, then you become pantry <laughs> preachers <laughs> God will help us are you following what I'm talking about you see can you see Jesus came from that tribe The Bible says he came on his own And his own received him not Because he was the king Of the tribe of Judah He came from that lineage This was a tribe That was privileged to produce The only king but was rejected And we was just trying to make them understand For you to have rejected me This is what he are going to you follow the picture now? They understood what he was talking about. The religious order, the scribes and Pharisees understood what he was talking about. Not to you, Gentiles, you never do. You could not understand this. And religion can't even teach you this. Theology can't even teach you this. Because your the theology, this is hell and not supposed to. Hallelujah for this? Amen. So, Jesus was addressing his own people. Say, so you are rejecting me. I came to you to deliver you, to protect you, and to preserve you. Can you remember what it said to them in Mighty 23? The last two verse. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Hmm? How I to desire to cover you like a hand, but you know, hallelujah. I came for preservation and protection, but you are rejecting your own salvation. The him to the cross. Praise the living God. The people that killed Jesus were the religious people. It was not wrong. You remember that? It wasn't wrong. After Pilate said, who do you want me to take? that man that one that one there? On a claim to be the king of the Jews. They forgot that it was Judah that was supposed to produce the kingship. And that is why I was born to the lineage of David. From Judah you have Jesse, you have David, you have him. But Judah with all his uh, What I would not call Posterity or children Rejected their only son Who was actually born as what As a king Hallelujah And he was not telling them You are going to suffer And he was not making them to understand Hereafter you he shall see the son of man sitting At the right hand of God He was telling them the same thing And shall be in the bosom of Abraham Whom you call your father that's what he was telling them. I shall be sitting down exercising in your authority as a king, even though you have rejected me in the natural You shall cry for me at the end of the day. That's what he was telling them. Hallelujah. And you're gonna see why he was saying, Let the dead come and preach. reply of Father Abraham. After he told him, please, this is the case. Hallelujah. why well, he said, Go and tell my five brethren so that they will not come to this place. Huh? We've already found out who the five brethren is. Plus his sister. And I let them go and stop them or whatever, preach to the five brethren. Now the Bible says, Abraham said unto him, They. Who are they doing now? The five brothers. And I would like us to take particular note of this. In Luke chapter 24, after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, And to enter into his glory And beginning Look at it Of Moses And all of the prophets He did what? He expanded unto them In all the scriptures The things concerning Himself. Now I want you to understand The reply of Abraham When he says somebody should be sent To the five brethren He said no they have Moses and the prophet. It means when you study Moses and the prophet, you will discover Jesus. But here the church said that is an Old Testament. Are you sitting That is where I am so much in love with Stephen Jones. Do you understand it? It's a man that has a balance in the presentation of the word of God. You can't have the New Testament without the Old Testament. You see that? The Bible says He expanded unto them all things, from Moses down to the prophets, all the things concerning Himself. That is why Abraham said, "Let them read the law and the prophets. They have Moses and the prophet. Let them study those things." If you do that, and discover Jesus, and if you discover Jesus, you come out of this place. That means you can even study the Old Testament and have salvation. Is it clear to us? Because all of them are pointing to Jesus. So, when you put the Lord and the prophet of them, you're going to find Jesus Christ, and you are saved. That is why he said, The word is not even in the it's not if for someone to say, let us go up and bring Jesus or let us go down. The word is nagging, even in thy mouth. When you study the book, you're going to discover Jesus for yourself. Because sometimes the people that present Jesus to you do not even present him accurately. Are you seeing? Them? <laughs> Look at the next thing. And they do nigh unto the village. Without the wind, and he made a door, he would have gone further. He was pretending as if he wanted to pass the village. The <laughs> Jesus in he you is now becoming the vanishing Jesus, he's not the same type. <laughs> People are still looking for the other one, but the one we worship today is the vanishing type, he can come and go. Did you don't understand what I'm talking about? The Bible says vanish. Vanish is vanish. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's not the one you can grab again. Amen. Hallelujah. Did you follow the story now? So, what are we looking at here? The key thing I want you to understand is that verse twenty five to twenty seven. Is it clear? Oh yeah. yeah. fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophet has spoken. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expanded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Now, I have another story for you in the book of John, chapter 1, verse 45. Come on, please turn over there. John 1, verse 45. Now was another beautiful thing. You know, Philip finds Nathaniel and told him about Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, look at it. I'm reading from verse 44. Now, for it was. A besider. Andrew Praise the Lord Philip was a besider, the city of Andrew And Ruth and Peter Okay Peter finding Nathaniel And said unto him We are finding Of Moses. Back again, verse 44 or Nassau, 43 or 44. Now, Philip of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter, and Philip finding Nathanael and said unto him, We have found him of whom, listen, Moses in the law, and the prophet did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. We have found him of whom. Are you, are, you, are you following what I'm talking about? That means these people diligently were studying the law and the prophets. Is it clear? So it was easy for them to locate Jesus. soon as they saw Jesus said this must be the one that the law and the prophets spoke about. I still want to tell you the same thing people of God if you can't locate him in the old you can't find him in the new. A man who do does not have diligent understanding of the Old Testament cannot accurately present the New Testament. That is why we are good at making noise and not expanding. Jesus didn't preach to these people. He expanded the scriptures. And so they were established. They have heard preachings, but they were not established. Are you see here? They were a disciple; They followed him when he was doing all the saints of wonders and of the miracles, but yet they never knew who he was. The Bible says Jesus expanded from Moses down to the prophets. And that is what exactly they did to Apollos. Priscilla and Aquila expanded the scriptures. This is not the issue of saying yeah, 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 yeah. You can say that and you still miss everything. Because I'm just walking on emotion. Are you still here what I'm talking about? It, 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 there will be no, no comprehension I'm just tearing your faith, I'm just tearing your mind I can make a lot of noise and be jumping around I'm, I'm just tearing your mind When you leave this place it's like the wind Goes off But what you know Settles in your life In the book of John Jesus was speaking at a point in time He said, let that sink in and when I saw that scripture for the first time, I knew that hearing the word of God is much more than just hearing sound. It has to sink in and settle. Throw a pebble in the river; it goes down to the bed of the river. Say, so "Let that sink in." And when the Lord says that, it means He won't speak any further for a moment until that one is settled. But well, preaching can't do that. I'm sure you know that. Hallelujah. <laughs> Now look at this. So, these people, the person, we found him that is written about in the law and the prophet. And Abraham told these people, you don't need to look for somebody to go and talk to them. They can only find salvation through the law and the prophet. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. You got the importance of the statement of Abraham. Abraham, he said, cannot violate the rules. Say so he won't just immediately agree with them. Okay, okay, let me say Lazarus will go and talk to them. He can't validate the rules because he knew. that the only way for you to discover the Lord is to study the law and the prophets. Hallelujah. There's nothing that happened in the New Testament that was often prophesied in the Old Testament. Is it not true? On the day of Pentecost, of course, we know that that was Joel, that was fulfilled. Huh? This is that which is spoken by Prophet Joel. That's how you get the key. So you can't jump into the New Testament without making some digging over there. The treasures are there. Hallelujah. If God releases me, I'm going to preach a revelational message to you on Sunday. If I had God, is actually reconciling the world. Prophetic insight with simple words and simple calculations. Everything he destroyed in the Old Testament is replacing in the New Testament. Accurately. Hallelujah. Somebody got confused. Do you realize that in the book of Exodus when they made the golden calf the Levitical order when it came out they killed 3000 people. Do you remember that? Go back and study it. What happened on the day of Pentecost? 3,000 people were added to the church. Those that were killed were revived. That's restoration. So nothing is missing. I will expand that to you if God gave me the release on Sunday. Hallelujah. It's one book. So if you don't find 3,000 in the old, you will never find 3,000 in the new. Is it the implication of that? <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's move on now. So, Nathanael and Peter and all that they this. Therefore, what Abraham was telling him is simply that if they can study the law and the prophet diligently, they will be able to discover who Jesus is and they will not speak in certain ways against him and that we guarantee their salvation, which in turn will prevent them from going into war Into hell. But unfortunately, today, We still see a lot of people who say you have no need of the law and the prophet. This is short-sightedness. Is it to us? We lack accuracy in our presentation of the gospel to people. We lack accuracy. We are not balanced. We are one-sided. We pick what what is interesting to us. We pick what we feel is okay for us. In fact, we don't even pick things. What we do is we just look at what some people have said and we say it in our own language. I think that is exactly what is going on. Nobody is preaching anything new. You just take the one people have preached, you put them in your own language and you rephrase it. That is what we do. Take the same title and change it. English can only change it anyway, but it means the same thing. Hallelujah. Let's move on. But the rich man continued. He will not relate. <laughs> and he said, for Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. The first question we need to ask are repent from what? Are you getting the implication? They will repent. They will not become believers. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. They refuse to Repent. They refused to believe he who brought the kingdom to them. Are you getting the picture? Okay. He said somebody from the dead come and preach. They will repent. And he said unto him. If they hear not Moses and the prophets. Neither will they be persuaded. Though one rose from the dead. And this is an interesting thing I have ever loved. Hallelujah. You see if this Bible cannot convince you. <laughs> let the people who have been buried five days rise like those happening in the east that would not still make you believe I am saying the truth that is why you know some years back I think around 90 early 90s or so we have a brother who was going all over the place who rose from the dead and was preaching how he went to the grave is he still preaching today yeah, because that is not a gospel There to know nothing among you except Jesus, gather him, crucified. Once you become the one, because everybody wants to go and see him who rose from the dead, and not Jesus Christ. You see the implication of what I'm talking about? When your gospel becomes what you experience, and not Jesus Christ, you are finished. Where is he today? Who is here inviting him? His ministry ended because he was presenting himself as the one who rose from the dead. The scripture says even if a dead man should come out, People will not see, believe how many people repented because he died and rose. Hallelujah! Are you see fully what I'm talking about? These things are plain. Believe the gospel, that's what the Bible says. Don't let any other thing be your problem. Believe the gospel. Let's see how this thing worked out. What can you make of this? demand by the rich man. He wants Lazarus to come from the realm of the dead to preach to the five brethren. But the reply of Father Abraham is the law and the prophet is more than sufficient to know the way of salvation. Am I right? Besides they will not see believe if one should rise from the dead. Why? Because they will not see accept the fact of the resurrection of Christ. And I'm going to prove some point to you. See what the priest did when Lazarus was raised from the dead. Ah, hallelujah. I would like us to turn to the book of John. Chapter 11. John chapter 11. Rising from the dead will not produce conviction. Are we there, John? Let's look at 47 to 48 of that passage. Now, this is the story of Lazarus. I mean, when he was raised from the grave. Can you remember the story? Uh, a very good friend of Jesus Christ. Sister, we are all the friends of Jesus. And then he rose from the grave. Jesus rose, uh, man, man, raised him from the dead. Oh. Now, we look at verse... Uh, what verse did I say? Let's look at from, from 46. I think 46 will be okay. to 48. But some of them... Am I right? That's what I'm looking for? Okay. Look, let's start in from verse 45. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and have seen the things which Jesus did, believed on him. Many did. But some of them went their ways to the Pharisees. These are the religious guys. And told them one thing Jesus had done. Then that died the chief priest. Mm-hmm. And the Pharisees a council and said, what do we for this man to wait many miracles? Hallelujah. If we let him those alone, all men will believe on him. And the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. I if their council worked. Praise the living God. Now, I want you to move to chapter 12. <laughs> look at something there. and Let's look at verse 9 to 11. Chapter 12 now. Most people of the Jews therefore knew that. Now, Jesus went somewhere. Okay? Went to a place and uh, I don't know how I can just get that across to you. Uh, but that's when he went, look at verse one now, that'll give you the picture. Then Jesus, six days before the Passover came to Bethany where Lazarus, which had been uh, uh, dead when he was raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Did you get that? So that's the setting now. Now go to verse nine. Hallelujah. Most people of the Jews therefore knew that he was there. He was where? He was in the house of Lazarus and his sister. You got the picture? Alright? Uh, they knew that um, he was there. And they came not for Jesus' sake only. Listen closely. But that they might see Lazarus also, whom he has raised from the dead. But the chief priests Confronted that they might pull Lazarus also to death. (laughs) Did you like the picture? (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Hey, now, now, what's the reason? Why did we do that? Look at verse 11. Because by reason of him, many of the Jews went away and believed on who? On Jesus. That is why Abraham told them, even if somebody should rise from the dead, they will not still believe. Praise the Lord. So everybody got out to see Lazarus. Let's see this man that was risen from the dead. Now Jesus rose from the dead. Let's see how, whether I see normal or everything. Lazarus was eating, everybody was eating. But the chief priest came and said, no, no, let's kill this guy. We just have to kill this guy. Let me say something. Some people don't want your miracles to stay do you understand And the people that do not want your miracles alive They are the religious people That is why pastors are against pastors The common man will not fight a pastor It is pastors that fight pastors Did you listen to that? That is the picture Because Jesus did a miracle Everybody followed and say, let us stop this thing And the only way to stop him Is to quench his miracle And that is how people can pray against you not against flock, against pastors. <laughs> but Gamaliel will say, if this be of God, there is nothing you can do about it. Hallelujah. So what are we seeing here? Abraham is saying there is already an experience. And this is the reason why he chose the name Lazarus. Because even when he rose from the dead, people did not still do what? Believe. Do you know they gave money to people to say no? He never rose from the dead. They stole his body. Bribe is not a new thing, no. I'm Talking about, that. it's not new. Uh-huh. They gave money, say go and say they stole his body. That he never rose from the grave. All that is important to them is to quench the miracle of his resurrection, whether last Lazarus or in his own life. That is why he chose the name Lazarus. So that's why I say Lazarus, I mean rich man and Lazarus. That was himself. Hallelujah. Are you following the picture now? That is one of the major reasons. Because before this matter came up, he had just risen Lazarus from the dead. And they never believed him. So when he was given the parable, God told them the simple truth. Even if I rose from the grave, you still not believe. But I came. As the lion of the tribe of Judah, I am your king, but you will still believe, and therefore, we are going to suffer a lot of things. Hallelujah! Praise the living God. May you believe the one that I sent to you, may you have understanding of the one that I truly sent to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the living God. So, when I read the story of these people, I was shocked. In fact, when this thing came to my mind I was asking my I said, where is that story can you still remember As I remember a story as I was writing on the table and the thing just came "Say, remember what happened they said they want to see Lazarus not to see him but to do what to kill him these people were wicked but yet they were his own people hallelujah now do you see why they will not believe the report of Lazarus from the dead are you there with me just after you see John quotation there I'm reading because we've read all that from the Bible That's why I went straight on your outline there Is he okay with you there? Are you, are you with me now? Okay. Do you see why they were not from the dead? Because they want to maintain Their religious superiority Over the rest of God's people Is he okay? Now what was bothering there was that This man is doing too many miracles He has just risen this man Let's stop this miracle so that people will stop believing in him because we are the people. This, the Pharisees. We hold the keys to the kingdom. Are you listening? It is we alone that people must respect. We are the Pope in this place. We are the Papa, the Bishops here. Nobody else should be recognized. So let's quench their miracles. Hallelujah. That is the only reason why they will not believe the report. What are we trying to say? Who wants to believe that somebody like you can be used of God? Nobody. How come? How can that be? Because to some people, you are already a dead man. I, I, I don't know if you are following what I'm talking about. You are nobody to be recognized. You are not. Why will anybody believe what you are even saying? You are not a bishop. You are not a papa. You are not a cardinal. You are not a reverend. Ah, you are dead now. You are Lazarus. Hallelujah. Nobody should believe you. So if you dance to say let's verify whether it is true that is why the government is verifying our miracles now. And yesterday I was telling my wife did you hear it on the news? They said data state is producing 20% of Christian programs and it's against the law of NBC. Therefore they must reduce the number of religious programs in data states. That's good news for you. <laughs> Amen. They will continue to fight Jesus. But even in the midst of fighting him, he will be reeling and reigning. Because I see the whole world taken over by Jesus Christ. I mean, that's the truth. There is nothing you can do about it. So that is what we are talking about. Nobody wants to counter you. Nobody even, nobody even recognizes the fact that you even have faith. Say, so they watch worship? Say, no, ah, no, 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 forget those people. I don't know if you follow what I'm talking about. Forget them, forget about them. Because you are Lazarus. But the good news I have for you tonight is Lazarus is always in the bosom of the father. The rejected ones are always in the bosom of Abraham. Your miracles will come alive. They can't quench it. They wanted to kill Lazarus, but they could not kill him. He died on his own. Not in the hands of man. So when you have to die at all, it is not a human being that will kill you. Praise the living God, somebody. God will help us. Now, we say because they want to maintain their religious superiority over the rest of God's people. And this is precisely why Jesus chose the name Lazarus that spoke both for himself and the Gentile nations. That was looked down upon and hated, seen as second class citizens upon the face of the earth. You know, the Gentiles were like second class citizens. When we come to worship, we, we can't stay there. You remember that? Hallelujah. Aha. Uh-huh. You go to the temple when the Jews are worshiping, you, you as a Gentile cannot get clue. You are a second class citizen. So you stay out. See at the articles, see where the sheep are, where the goats are. It can be, you know, messing your garment up. You are just there. But you see, have the desire to seek God. That is why you travel to Jerusalem. You see what I'm talking about? You see what? That is why the Ethiopian eunuch from Ethiopia in Africa traveled all the way to Jerusalem just to seek God. Only to be asked to see where ships were staying. He can't even hear the sermon. He can't even hear what they were doing inside. He just stayed there until the festival was through because it was the time of Passover. You understand? And then everybody go back home. I was riding home and see how the books. About this book, I don't know. Well, let me read on my own since nobody taught me. So, so I were reading the Book of Isaiah, and it was about salvation. Why did he pick everything about Jesus Christ? Because God saw his heart. And so he opened to that that I was reading, and the Lord just told Philip, "Say, go and join yourself to that chariot." And explain to him Since the religious people fail to do it Let those with the Holy Ghost begin to do it and That's why Philip went there and joined himself to the chariots You understand? And by the time he said Do you understand? He said, how can I understand? Except somebody will teach me But he just came from his service So what did they teach you there? <laughs> Nobody they taught him nothing He only worship and fellowship with goat and sheep And was returning home second class citizen. And that's why so many pastors and bishops have made you. Hello? You are like a second class citizen. Not in this church. Did you understand what I'm talking about? You must discover God. You just have to know the God you are serving. Not in this place. So we have the second class citizen in the body of Christ, these religious people will not want anybody to know what they know, so that they will continue to maintain their hierarchy, so that they will continue to be worshipped. Are you listening? But they are going to fail because light will break forth, it will only take time. You see, somebody can deceive you for such a long time, but one day your eyes will be open, and you know that this guy is a deceiver. Hallelujah. Let's move on now Trying to finish up tonight Praise the living God Now The resurrection of Lazarus Equals the rise spiritually Of the Gentile nations Who are a special friend to Jesus And his identification With the Gentile nations He chose the name what? Lazarus To the Jews it is unbelievable That the Gentile nations Can be grafted into the main vine You see the picture? Alright. Which speaks of their resurrection to sit in the bosom of Abraham. Therefore, the best option is to have them killed. In other words, we cannot believe the Gentile report. But what they forgot to realize is that the scripture declares that Abraham is the father of many nations and not just what? The Jews. Did they get the picture now? Because Paul was trying to explain this. I think in the book of Romans Say gentle Gentiles We grafted into the main vine But the house of Judah With the five brethren Will not take that They have no right to become priests After all Their genealogy did not qualify them To become priests They forgot to realize that there is another priest After the order of Melchizedek that is what they did not know. And that is where we belong. We don't belong to the order of Levitical priesthood. We belong to the order of Melchizedek. Are you listening? But that is what they did not know. So they can't take it. They can't believe it. That is not possible. Hallelujah. But before they knew it, they find that the Gentiles are rising. We can quote the Scriptures today. We can understand the Scriptures today. They do not understand the scripture because they believe in not about the Torah. At best, only the laws of Moses. That is all they have but what it points to they do not have but God has given us the grace that is why we can see that is why the book of Romans it is great that meal to what to repentance grace made it possible that is why we are saved by grace but this is what they have refused to believe into and nobody can be saved except by the Holy Spirit that will make you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God of the Father. And as long as they say they can't confess that, there is no way they can receive that grace. There is no way their eyes can be enlightened. There is no way they can come into the bosom of the Father. Praise the living of somebody. But of course we do know that at the fullness of time, where the Gentiles are fully coming, they shall be released. Their eyes shall be opened. They will not discover who Jesus really is. And they shall also find themselves. In fact, we are going to dine together. They are our brothers. We are one. Hallelujah. It's here, like I was trying to say, if you look at the book of Acts chapter 17, I think verse 27 or whatever, the Bible talks about God making the whole humanity with one blood. We are all one blood, but they do not understand. And that is what God is causing us to see. That is why when you see some people behave the way they behave, do not get angry, sympathize with them. And that is one of the keys to so the expression of the kingdom. Compassion. That is what we need for people who do not understand even what we are saying. What we have for them is what? Compassion. Jesus wept because he was a kingdom mind. Do you weep too? Shall we pray?